Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number seven. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Caps, C A P P S, Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries. .net. All one word, all in lowercase. Amen. And you can also find our podcast on Twitter at CharlesCaps19. Our heart's desire is to share the Word of God in power and in truth so that we may all grow in grace, thereby obtaining a better knowledge of our Father Yehovah as revealed through His Scriptures and the words of His Son, Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen. And I always like to remind us that Proverbs 23 and 23 instruct, instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. When we get a hold of that truth, we do not let go of it no matter what. And also by wisdom and understanding and, and under instruction. Amen. And we're going to try to do some of this as we move to the message. Now, a few days ago, I went to the barbershop. And uh, I'm in a small town with a small uh, owner operator barber. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, uh, people come in, we sit one at a time, get a haircut. But anyway, I was in there, and when I got in the chair, uh, the the barber, my friend Ronnie, asked me what I needed. I said I need a good haircut to carry me all the way through to April seventh. You know, and Ronnie said, because uh, we, we chatter and talk all the time, gossip, I guess you could call it. But anyway, he said, what's going on April 7th? I said, it's Passover. I said it very excitedly. And uh, Ronnie was standing in front of me. He wasn't cutting my hair yet. And he said, uh, he said that was always his favorite time of the year, Passover, Easter, you know. And um, he thought they were the same. Amen? Well, look. I got to preach there, sitting in the barber chair, that uh, there's a big difference between Passover and Easter and where you can find what Passover is and where you can find what Easter is. Amen? And the the main thing was when I got done, there were some people that were listening to the scriptures I was quoting, and you could tell they were going to go and, and look them up. Nobody interrupted. Everybody was in agreement so it was a good time of testifying the word of god in the barbershop amen but listen many people many people do believe that passover and easter are the same thing and you know they can go straight to wikipedia wikipedia's encyclopedia and that thing will tell them that they're the same thing and then you could go to britannica encyclopedia and it'll tell you Passover and Easter are the same thing. And I'm like, wow, where do these people get their sources from? And how did, you know, they're supposed to know something. They're supposed to have some knowledge. We're supposed to go to them to learn something. And what would we be learning if we listened to what they said there? Amen. So, look, Passover in 2020 is on April 6th. And Easter Sunday is on the 12th. If they were the same thing, wouldn't they be on the same day? Seems logical. Amen. So how do we how do we do this? How do we know the difference? Well you see, God gave us instructions on how to calculate Passover. And the church has no clue. We have instructions on how to calculate Passover, and the church friend has no clue. 
because they they don't study, they don't have it, they don't learn, they don't know anything. When God put the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky, He put them there for signs and for seasons, and you know, and, and the church doesn't even care where the moon is or where the sun is or where the stars are at. The church doesn't care, and it has no clue how to calculate Passover. So look, let's just go start at the very beginning of where this come from. Amen? I'm going to read in Exodus chapter 12 a few verses here. Exodus chapter 12 and 1. And the Lord, it's all capitals, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in the King James Bible. And I'm going to say that is his supposed to be in his name, which is interpreted by strong as Yehovah. Amen. And the and Yehovah spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So here we go. If it wasn't important, if it didn't matter, God wouldn't have told Moses and Aaron that this is the first month. In other words, whatever you calendar you've been using, we're going to get away from that, and we're going to do it my way. This is the first month to you. Amen? And then he said in verse 3, Speak you unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, which month? The first month. Amen? They shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for a lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Amen? And then in verse 5, it says, Your lamb shall be without blemish. Mind you anything? A male of the first year ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Amen. Now look, we're the first month, and then we're taking the lamb on the tenth day, right? And on the fourteenth day, it, the lamb is sacrificed. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Now, verse 7 says, And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw nor sod it all with water but roast it with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinences thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. Amen. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Whose Passover? The Jews? Israel's? Uh, Gentiles? No, it's the Lord's Passover. It's Yehovah's Passover. It's instructions from our God for what he wants us to do. It's his Passover. Amen? And in verse 12, he said, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt 
both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, for I am Jehovah. Amen. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast of Jehovah of the Lord. Amen. Throughout your generations, ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Okay, so here we are. We understand that this is the first month. On the 14th day of the first month, we're to, to have this Passover, and we're to eat it uh, ready to run. Amen. And we're to roast it over fire, and we're to have unleavened bread. And it, church like, what's that? You know? Why can't you, why can't you fry it? Why, you know? Because God said not to. And bitter herbs. There's a reason for everything. And of course, folks, if you know anything about the Bible, we can see the parallel of Yeshua here. Amen. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Amen. The sacrifice that gives us a better covenant. We're going to get to that. Amen. But again, church, you need to learn how to keep the feast of our father, Yehovah. Amen. There's seven of them. This is only the first one that we're getting into. Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits all right here coming together. Now, when we think about what we just read, let us remember that it said an ordinance forever. And uh, this, this is just not taught in the churches, amen? In the church world at large, uh, they won't study their Bibles. It's not taught in the churches, and the people in the churches will not. They'll study their doctrine, yeah. They'll study what their denomination says. They'll study their favorite little scriptures about the rapture and what have you, but they will not study their Bibles and, and keep the commandments of Jehovah. Amen? So now, we have this, and we'll go to the the second witness of the Passover. And we'll find that in Deuteronomy 16. Start with verse 1, or we'll just use verse 1. It says, Observe the month of Abib, which is the first month, means ripe, amen. Observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover unto Jehovah thy God, thy Elohim. For in the month of Abib, the first month, for in the month of Abib, Jehovah thy Elohim brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. Amen. So there is a witness again for us to keep this Passover forever in the first month, which is the month of ripe Abib. And there's ways to calculate when this month happens. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Amen. Now, let's go and look at a third witness. And we'll find that in Leviticus 23. And, and, and all of the feasts are right here in Leviticus 23. All you got to do is read and study, and you can figure it out. And the whole calendar, the timetable of our Father is right here. We don't go, the people that I fellowship with, we don't go by the Gregorian calendar or the Julian. We go by God's 
calendar. Amen. Now, Leviticus 23 and 1. And I'm going to read... Uh, I'm going to read through about five verses here. And the Lord spake, And Jehovah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast. Here, we got a little subject to talk about, our Father says, concerning these feasts, you know. And then it says, Concerning the feast of the Lord of Jehovah. Not Moses' feast, not the Jews' feast, amen. It's concerning the feast of Jehovah, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. And the whole chapter goes, there's seven of them, amen? And he wants to remind us about the weekly Sabbath here. In verse 3, he says, six, day, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. And in verse 4, Leviticus 23, These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall pre proclaim in their season. So we've got some spring feast, and then we've got some fall feast. Amen? And there's a season and a reason for everything, and we're to observe them and to proclaim them in their season. And then he goes in verse 5, and again, this is our father speaking, Jehovah. He said, in the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. Again, whose? It's the Lord's. Amen. And I, I want to move on there so that we're not repeating so much stuff. But now look, that's the third witness. Now look, the fourth witness that we're going to look at is out at Mount Sinai in the wilderness. See, in case you thought the Passover was only once in Egypt when they put the blood on the doorposts of the, uh, of the houses, and I just got to tell you, you might think that uh, Israel was blessed and spared, but if they had not obeyed our father, if they had not uh, slain that lamb and put that blood on that doorpost, they also, their firstborn would have been killed. The destroyer, only the blood kept the destroyer from killing the firstborn in the houses of those who kept the commandments of Jehovah. Hallelujah. Now, so we've left Egypt and we're in the wilderness and we're at um, Mount Sinai. We're going to go to Exodus 34 and verse 25. We'll read one verse there and then we'll get a little more understanding in numbers. Amen. Now, Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven. See, this is coming into unleavened bread. For thou, thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left unto the morning. And this is in the wilderness. And we'll get another witness about that being in the wilderness. Numbers chapter 9, verse 1. Numbers Chapter 9, verse 1. And Jehovah spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year. How about that? So now we, they've been there a year, and it's the first month. We're in the second year, and our Father is still doing the speaking here. And Jehovah spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, 
let the children of Israel also keep the Passover at his appointed season. And folks, we're coming into the appointed season of the Passover, or excuse me, the Passover here in 2020. We're coming into the appointed season of unleavened bread and first fruits in 2020. And man, I'm so ready to observe it and to keep it. Hallelujah. So in the 14th day of this month at even, you shall keep it in its appointed season according to the rites of it, according to all the ceremonies thereof shall you keep it. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover. Amen. So here we are a year out, and they're keeping this Passover just the, the way they're told every year is a memorial, and it's to be forever. Amen. And I got to ask you, what part of forever is still going on? Wouldn't it be forever still going on? When does forever end? If our Father calls us to do it forever, when does it end? You know, how is it done away with? How is it changed? More later. Amen. And they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at even in the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that Jehovah commanded Moses. So did the children of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. And now we're going to go to 40 years later, round figure. And we're going to go to uh, Joshua chapter 5, verse 10. And there's some good teaching here, but we're only looking at the Passover right here. Joshua 5 and 10, And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month, even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. So here we're going. We, we had it in Egypt the first month. We brought out with great deliverance. We did it at, uh, one year in the wilderness at Sinai. They did it every year, of course. And then we have it here when uh, they're crossing over Jordan uh, in, the, in, in the plains in, in Gilgal. Amen. And they kept the Passover. Now, I'm not going to read them all, but you go, you read the Kings and the Chronicles, and you read the Prophets, and there's many, 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 many more witnesses of either keeping or breaking the Passover. Amen? So look, what's, what, what's your job? It's to read and to study. Amen? All of us, uh, the whole duty of, of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. These commandments are fresh and viable for us today but we got to dig them if you don't have knowledge of them you can't hardly keep them can you and if you've been told to reject them then it's time for you to do a a, a search amen and um i gotta ask you i just gotta ask you this was it an accident or just plain circumstance was it an accident or just plain circumstance that yeshua was crucified on the preparation day of the Passover. Was the crucifixion of Yeshua as Father's Passover, as his Passover lamb, was it a moedim? Was it a divine appointment? Or was it just, it just happened that way? No, folks, our Father doesn't do anything, just happenstance. He has a plan, and we 
need to know his plan and to keep his commandments and obey his plan. Our Savior, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen, was crucified on the day of the preparation, and it was a divine appointment. Let's read a little bit. Um, let's read John, uh, John 19. John 19 and 14 and 15. John said, And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour, and he saith unto the Jews, Behold, your king. Amen. And I'm not getting in on the crucifixion. I'm just showing you that he was crucified. Yeshua was crucified on the Passover. But they, of course, that would be the mob that's accusing him. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. And of course, you know, this kind of comes back to, uh, to haunt Israel. Now, we'll go to the same chapter. Skip on down to verse 30. It says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. In verse 31, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. And you need to know, see, this is where the church world messes up. They try to they try to get the crucifixion uh, and the Sabbath and 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 the first day, and it, it wasn't like that. It was the crucifixion on preparation Passover day, and it was first day of burial was on the high holy day, the Sabbath of the first day of unleavened bread. Amen. And then he came out of that grave three days later on first fruits, and the church has. No clue. We need to learn something, folks. We need to learn something. Now, you see, in all that we've studied here, there has not been one reference to Good Friday or to Easter. You see, Good Friday and Easter, that came much later. Outside of the Bible is replacement theology. And, you know, as... A church who is free to change God's word with replacement theology, we love to tell him how wrong he is. Now, come on, you know, that was an old book. I mean, that was, you know, we don't do it like that anymore, God. And you can tell God all you want to, but he's got a little message for you. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people. Now, whose people? His people. Are you part of his people? You should be. Amen. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And church world quotes that all the time, but they quit right there. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And move on, move on, you know. It's um, it's like if you're going to quote Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will love me, you know, then shall I come and heal their land, you see. But there's some stuff you got to do before the then comes. Amen. But we don't do that. We just we just kind of change this word a little bit, you know. And the church world again reads, 
my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then it goes on the prophecy, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I also will forget thy children. Ooh, wow. It's a whole lot more complicated if we read the whole thing, line upon line, precept upon precept, amen, ordinance for ordinance. Can you say amen? Now look, Matthew 22 and 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, you do err, err, you're wrong. You do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. And folks, that that to me that marks the church in 2020. They 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 err. They're wrong because they don't know the scriptures and they don't know the power of God. Now, those who practice the pagan rituals of Easter love to tell the people who keep the Passover that they are going back under the law which is done away with, by the way. Don't you know that, uh, Charles Capps? That law don't exist no more. That's not for us. That's for who? Them? Those who practice the pagan rituals of Easter love to tell the people who keep the Passover that they are going back under the law, which is done away with according to them. I question, I question not only their false doctrine, but also their ignorance of the Bible. Seeing the law had not been given in Egypt when Jehovah commanded us to observe the Passover as a memorial forever. And then they'll say, oh, you know, you know, Charles Capps, uh, Passover's old book, and we just do what's in the new book. And I got to say, really? Really? Okay, if the old book's done away with, and you just do what's in the new book after the cross, you know, after the crucifixion, after the re that's what we do. Which you're wrong, you erring here, and and I will point that out to you that uh, you err because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. But anyway, that's your stand and that's your philosophy. And we just we just do what's in the new book. Passover's old book, really? Okay, I got to ask you some questions. Because you don't do Passover, and you, you do keep Good Friday, and you do keep Resurrection Sunday. Where's all that in the Bible? Where's Good Friday? The crucifixion was not on Friday originally. It was on a Wednesday. Amen? And all of these things that you're preaching as doctrine, as gospel, they're nothing more than fables and traditions of men. Nothing more than fables and traditions of men, and you observe it annually, just like we're told to observe the Passover as a memorial forever. You're observing this Easter and Good Friday stuff annually, every year, and oh, what a good time we're having, you know. Folks, let me ask you, what did Paul say? I mean, did Paul say Easter and Good Friday? He's the one you trust and believe more than Yeshua anyway, you know. And uh, if we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll go to verse 7. And Paul's telling the people, he said, Purge out, therefore, the old leaven. 
the old leaven. And, and that's what unleavened bread is all about is purging out the old leaven. Amen. So you, you purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened. Amen. Unleavened bread. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Hallelujah. Therefore, therefore, Paul said, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And who's keeping the feast? Paul is. Who is he instructing to keep the feast? The church. Who was crucified on Passover? Yeshua. Amen. Are you to put away your leaven and receive that sacrifice and that we would be cleansed of all of our iniquity? Well, of course. Therefore, he said, let us keep the feast. Amen. Not with that old leaven but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Amen. So I got to say again, Passover and Easter are not the same. Passover is Bible. Passover is commanded. Easter is just junk. Put in there from Rome or wherever you want to say, and it's all traditions of men. It's fables. It's pagan. Amen. And yet the whole church world runs to it and rejects what God has said. What about you today? What will you do with this message and the truth that has been brought to you? What will you do? Will you continue in your pagan Easter, Good Friday? Will you continue in a lie? Amen? Or will you turn to the truth and learn how to observe the Passover and keep the commandments of our Father, Jehovah? God bless you. Hope you got a little something out of this, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Amen.